Coming up on today's federal newscast, an update on the lawsuit between the federal government and employees affected by the 2013 government shutdown. It looks like there may finally be a nominee to fill the Pentagon's top post. And the Defense Department is shifting a major change to post-9-11 GI Bill benefits until next year. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Parties are still slowly calculating the damages owed to federal employees involved in the 2013 government shutdown lawsuit. Consultants involved in the class action lawsuit have been working for months to figure out what feds will eventually receive. A judge ruled in 2017 the government was wrong to delay pay to employees who worked during the first week of the 2013 shutdown. Lawyers for federal employees are gathering payroll data for just 69 of the 25,000 claimants who opted into the lawsuit. They're making slow progress. Lawyers were missing payroll data for 71 employees last month. Industry leaders say 10% of their cleared intelligence community workforces sit idle during the year, waiting for agencies to grant, update, or transfer a security clearance. The Intelligence and National Security Alliance says the IC is missing out on about 1,000 labor years worth nearly $2 billion because of security clearance reciprocity delays. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence issued a policy last year advising agencies to accept existing security clearances completed at other departments, but industry says that guidance is still too vague and agencies have not been implementing it consistently. 25 watchdog groups want Congress to incorporate a handful of amendments cracking down on defense contractors in the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill. The amendments close loopholes in the revolving door between industry and the Pentagon. They also create a database of former DOD officials who now work in the private sector. The Pentagon may have a Senate-confirmed Secretary of Defense within the next week, under the most optimistic projections. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. DOD officials say the timing is ultimately up to the Senate, but they expect the president to formally nominate Army Secretary Mark Esper for the job shortly. Esper is already the acting defense secretary, but he would have to step aside from that role while his nomination is being considered. But because of other Pentagon leadership vacancies, the next official in line to be acting secretary in the meantime would be Navy Secretary Richard Spencer. Officials say Spencer has already started getting regular briefings to prepare him for a temporary stint as Defense Secretary. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Controversial changes to post-9-11 GI Bill benefits are now being delayed by the Pentagon. The Defense Department planned to discontinue the ability to transfer benefits to spouses and children for service members who served more than 16 years. It is now holding off on that change until next January. Three minority senators on the Senate Appropriations Committee want to know what the final tally was for President Trump's expanded 4th of July event on the National Mall. They requested the Government Accountability Office look into the costs and impacts of the event and whether the expenses complied with appropriations law and other restrictions on political activity. The same three senators also wrote to Interior Secretary David Bernhardt demanding information on additional costs of the celebration, but they said they never received a reply. There were some missed oversight steps by the Homeland Security Department when awarding low-value contracts. DHS's Inspector General found the agency did not document its oversight activities for 62% of its smaller contracts worth less than $300 million. DHS disagrees with the IG's claim that it lacked a comprehensive system to keep track of contract files. 
The Coast Guard is getting more deeply into the cybersecurity business, as we hear from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The incident happened in February, but the Coast Guard just revealed it. It concerned an unidentified deep-draft commercial vessel headed for the port of New York and New Jersey. The captain reported a serious cyber attack that degraded his onboard network. The Coast Guard says it led an interagency response team, which found essential control of the ship remained sound. The Coast Guard recommends specific steps for operators to improve their security, such as segmenting onboard networks and having stronger password policies. I'm Tom Tammen. A bipartisan bill in the Senate looks to make the Small Business Administration a go-to source for cybersecurity help. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Small Business Cybersecurity Act would make SBA a one-stop shop for government cyber assistance. The bill would also require the Department of Homeland Security to train SBA employees at small business development centers on cybersecurity standards. Senators Marco Rubio and Gary Peters introduced the bill. It stems from a report from DHS and SBA that found small businesses had trouble seeking federal resources for cyber help. I'm Jory Heckman. The State Department doubles down on its current contract with General Dynamics Information Technology to secure its global technology supply chain. The agency has awarded GDIT with a five-year, $2 billion contract to manage logistics and shipping of secured devices to embassies and high-threat posts. The award broadens the scope of a contract the State Department awarded to the vendor in 2012. A former State Department employee gets 40 months in prison and a $40,000 fine for lying about her contact with Chinese officials. Candace Claiborne pled guilty to the charges back in April that she accepted cash and other gifts from Chinese officials for copies of internal documents from state on topics ranging from economics to visits by dignitaries between the two countries. And there will be a summit of government and industry stakeholders to talk about ways they streamline the Health and Human Services Department's existing patient quality programs. Deputy Secretary Eric Hargan says HHS will form a quality summit to review many of its programs on a value-based care model. HHS says many of its programs have not been subject to a top-to-bottom external review since their inception. The agency is accepting nominations for summit participants now through the end of the month. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal newscast subscribe to the federal newscast on itunes or podcast one and follow us on twitter our handle is at federal newscast i'm eric white